Hi, this is Karen from Simply Living for Him. Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. Today we're going to talk about simple schedules. Scheduling is something that homeschoolers talk about all the time. I think we're always looking for that perfect schedule. Um, you know, we want our, our day to go smoothly and we want there to be no chaos and we want to keep order. But oftentimes we let the schedule overtake us. We let it begin to control us instead of us controlling the schedule. What even is the perfect schedule? I don't believe there is a perfect schedule. I believe there is um, a good schedule and something that works for each family, but it's going to look different for each family as well. Uh, Back when I began homeschooling, I have tried out every different kind of schedule, really. I've gone from one extreme to the other of having that really strict schedule where I wrote down literally what we would be doing every 15 minutes in 15-minute increments. And then, of course, the pendulum swings and you go to the other side where you want no schedule and you're practically unschooling. So what I have found that works best over the years is, of course, that happy medium where, you know, we have a schedule and um, it's a it's a loose schedule. It's more of a skeleton. It gives us an outline, but we are not confined to sticking to that schedule minute by minute. So today we're going to talk about how to develop the perfect schedule for your family, or I shouldn't say perfect, the best schedule for your family. But like I said, there is no perfect. Um, why do we even want to have a schedule? You know, as homeschoolers, we are not trying to recreate public school in our homes. We don't have to be um, running, you know, with bells ringing and, and changing classes every hour. So why do we even need a schedule? That's, that's a question to ask. I think that God does want us to have order and he doesn't want us to have chaos. So it is helpful to have some sort of framework in place for your day. Now, it doesn't have to be a super strict schedule where every hour things change. Because one of the things that I love about homeschooling is when my kids are involved in learning, I don't have to ring a bell and say, ding, 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 it's time to move on to the next subject. Learning stops and now we need to move on. Because, you know, that's what happens in school. You could be really involved in something and really excited about something you're learning about. And then that bell rings and it's time to move on. But that's the way a school has to work because they have switching classes and so many children and they have a schedule. At home, if my children are super involved in something and they're excited about what they're learning about, why would I want to ring a bell and make them move on? So remember that as homeschoolers, we're super flexible. And if our children are engrossed in something and excited about what they're learning about, we don't need to push them to move on to the next subject. We can allow them to explore and to remain in that subject for as long as you know, they're excited about it. Um, so what, how do we develop a schedule that works for our family? Number one, look at your family's needs. Our schedules have changed over the years, depending on what grades I'm teaching, how old my children are, if we were having a baby that year. Um, there's just been so many different life changes that our schedule naturally flows with those life changes. And that's what's important to remember. Your schedule will flow from your family, from your natural rhythm in your family. That is what makes the schedule. I think a lot of times what homeschoolers do or families do is 
make the schedule and then try to fit the family into that schedule. So look at your family's needs first. Look at your family and, and what it looks like. For instance, our uh, dad, our, my husband, works at home some days. So that plays an important role in what our homeschooling schedule is going to look like. Or um, there are certain days where we're always out of the house for a homeschooling co-op. So of course that's going to naturally affect our schedule. There's been seasons in our homeschool where we've been uh, busy with life things. Last year we thought we were moving in the spring. So that, that kind of changed our schedule around. Um, currently we may be moving again. So that's sort of been affecting our schedule. So what is important is to look at your family's needs first. What does your family need daily? Do you need to be doing school Monday through Friday? Some families have to include school on the weekends because of their uh, family's needs. Are you going to be schooling just between the hours of eight and three, like a regular school? Or are you going to be using the whole day? Now, I always say that learning takes place from the morning we wake up until the time we wake up in the morning until we go to bed at night. So I don't like to say, you know, we're only learning between eight and three. So we need to sort of differentiate between the formal learning hours or the quote unquote school hours, but really understanding that life is learning. Real life is teaching our children every hour of the day. And I am always saying that we are not preparing our children for a test. We are preparing them for life. And what better way to learn about life than when you are immersed in daily life. And our children are doing just that as homeschoolers each day. So look at your family's needs and decide when are you going to be homeschooling. Scheduling does not have to be complicated. It can be super simple. And it just is a matter of taking into account your family's needs, and your goals for your homeschool. If you haven't already written down a mission statement and goals for your homeschool, you might wanna do that even before you make the schedule. What are your family's goals? What is the mission of your homeschool? And then you can work on how is that going to be implemented in a schedule. For us, for different years, it has changed. In the beginning, when um, I just had a kindergartner the first year, so we were done with school just in a you know hour or two in the morning. Because keep in mind, never get caught up in the amount of time it takes to homeschool. I know even after nine years in my head, I always think we need to be schooling till three o'clock. If somebody asks what we're doing, we need to have that day filled till three o'clock, just like all the other school kids you know that are in public school. But as homeschoolers, we don't have nearly the amount of time taken up on other activities like they do in the public schools. For example, we don't have to change classes, we don't have to take attendance, we don't have to um, stop for a certain amount of time for recess and lunch break, and there's a lot of other filler activities that take place in school between the hours of eight and three or whatever um, the local school, whatever hours they are in. The actual learning part of school, the education takes a lot less time than between eight and three. So if you're at home, and especially since you're not teaching 25 children at one time, you're teaching you know, one grade level at a time, or even if you're teaching four or five kids, it can go so much quicker at home. So don't get caught up in the fact that between eight and three, we must be doing school. 
In the early years of homeschooling for us, when my children were younger, we were always finished with our formal schoolwork by lunchtime. And after lunch, gave them plenty of time for doing other real life learning activities, whether it was being outside, which is often in our house, we love to be outside to learn, um, if it was you know, just doing arts and crafts or supplemental activities in the afternoon, um, there was always learning taking place, but the basic subjects always were finished before lunchtime. Now, as the children got older, we have broken up our school day into morning and afternoon time, and it usually never is finished before lunchtime, but that's okay. We have more children now, some are older, you know, and there's different needs as we go on. So in the early years, learning actual school time, your schedule, can actually be, like I said, completed before lunch. Or you may be that kind of family that likes to sleep in. You guys stay up late, you get up later in the morning, and you don't do school until the afternoon, your formal schoolwork. That's okay. No one is going to come in and say, you know, you must be doing school between these certain hours. It is completely up to your family. As long as your goals are being met for your family, then don't worry about sticking to what the world says is the times you need to be learning. In the early years, we would, um, like I said, the first year I only had that kindergartner. And then as we went on, we gradually had up to now four children being homeschooled. In the earlier years, I would always work with each child individually. So I would give the oldest child time alone, the, and the middle child and the youngest child, they all had me to themselves for a certain amount of time. And they knew that every day the youngest child got me first because that child needed me the most. They would need me to read instructions, to literally teach them a lot of concepts, whereas the older child would be getting more independent. So I would spend, say, half an hour, 45 minutes with the youngest child while the older ones would work on things that I had already assigned them. And they knew that they were never to interrupt while I was working with another child. They had to wait until the, it was their turn. And that was a key thing that I taught them, I think, when they were younger. And it's really helped establish order in our school. Because before I had that rule, it was like a free-for-all. Everybody was coming to mommy. I need you. I need you. And it was just too hard to get things done. So if they were waiting for me and they had finished all their assignments, they had... Uh, another folder that I would leave for them with things to do while they waited, whether it was coloring or worksheets or extra activities. Um, and then I would move on after the youngest child to the middle child, and he would get me alone, and I would be able to answer all his questions, check his assignments, and teach him any new concepts. And then I would finally go on to the oldest child. And that worked really well for a long time. Basically, creating a simple schedule um, means just looking at each week and deciding uh, which children are going to need you when and what times you're going to be working. So for us, it was mornings and it was Monday through Friday, you know, the pretty standard. We didn't do weekends or anything like that. Trying to get everything done earlier in the day, leaving the afternoons open for more free play, also for play dates and errands and things like that. We also have always, since we started homeschooling, had one day that we were um, out of the house for a fine arts program, and that takes up that whole day, and that's always on Tuesdays. So for us, we always had Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to work with. 
So I would look at those days that we were home and I would decide, okay, how are we going to set up our schedule? Are we going to do certain subjects on certain days? So I would put up a loose schedule and Monday, Wednesday, and Friday would pretty much always look the same. Those would be our really full days of, you know, always doing math, reading, writing, you know, the, the standard stuff. And then science and history. Uh, history is usually tied into our Bible, which we do Bible every day. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday were looked at as, you know, the big school days. Then Thursdays would always be maybe some supplemental things, composer study, um, nature study, artist study. We especially did those when the children were younger. So that would be sort of a fun, different day. Um, it would be maybe a day where we do those experiments or those crafts. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday were always pretty much the same. Thursdays were adding in a little bit of other activities and Tuesdays were always out of the house. So that was our basic framework. The schedule itself for each day, like I said, has changed over the years depending on the ages. Instead of what I did in the, at one time in the very beginning was like from 10 to 10.15, this child will work on math and um, you know from 11 to 11.15 and 11.15 to 11.30, which was so stifling and so hard for us. And as soon as we were a minute off the schedule, I felt like I failed. That's when I had to revamp things and uh, keep it more of, like I said, a loose schedule, a skeleton, a framework to our day. So I pretty much know that by noon, we're going to get all of our main subjects in, which are writing, math, reading. The history and science sometimes get started before lunch. More times than not, it's um, not until after lunch that the older kids get into those subjects. And afternoons, I also like to read aloud to the children at once. No matter how old they are, they always enjoy sitting and listening to mom read. So we try to save that for the afternoons as well. The most important thing about a schedule is not to let it rule over you. There was one year where I was having a baby, so I thought I needed a really strict schedule, and I bought one of those curriculums that um, comes with a schedule, and it tells you exactly what to do when, pretty much what to say when. It was very, very strict. And of course, they tell you you don't have to use it that way, and you can tailor it to suit your own needs. But I'm telling you, when that big binder of... Uh, lesson plans and schedules is staring you in the face. It was telling me you need to do this or you will fail. And that may not be what it's telling you, but that is what it told me. And I just became so afraid every time I walked in and saw that big binder staring me in the face in my homeschool room, like, oh no, I'm failing. Here I have a new baby. I'm trying to nurse while doing the teaching. I mean, trying to stick to a schedule in a year like that makes no sense. That is the type or, type of uh, time in your year where you really have to loosen the schedule and not make it stricter. So I learned a lot that year that when there's a life changes going on, loosen the schedule, don't make it stricter. What I think happens is as homeschooling moms, we really want to try to control everything because controlling everything makes us feel like we're being really successful and we're, we're okay, we're doing this, we're actually doing this homeschooling thing. And I don't know, for me, I think the schedule gives me a false sense of control. Like if I can stick to this schedule, then I am successful. And you know what? It's, that's not true. The schedule will help make you be successful, but the schedule itself does not determine your success. 
Your success is determined on how you use that schedule and how you implement some um, order to your family and try to, you know, not have chaos. So really remember that the schedule is a tool for you to be successful, but the schedule does not determine your success. And as I always say, do not look at what everyone else is doing. God made your homeschool family unique to do homeschool your way. Do not worry about what your friend is doing and the schedule that they're doing. And that schedule is working for them. So maybe I should try it because it doesn't mean it will work for you. Every family has different needs. Every family looks different. And God has a different purpose for every family. So your job as a homeschool mom is to discover what is God's purpose for our family. Our family might be completely different from someone else's because my husband works from home. We run a business. I have different things that I work on during the day with my blogs and my writing. And... Um, you know, so we're both sort of working, quote unquote, for me at home. And we're trying to school while we do those things. We also let our kids be involved in a lot of the um, activities that go on in running a family business. So there's all different things that each family has been created in a unique way. So do not worry about how everyone else's schedule is. And do not... Um, get caught up in looking at other people's homeschools because their success does not define your success. Your homeschool is between you and God and nobody else. So really keep that in mind. So when you're planning out your schedule, most important, start from the beginning. What is your goal? What is your mission for your family? Like I said, not anybody else's. And if you don't know that, then forget the schedule. That's what you need to be starting with. Sit down and have a conversation with God. Say, God, I need to know. You have called me to homeschool. What do you want that to look like for our family? Turn off the computer. Stop reading the blogs. Close all the books. And just talk to God. Ask him, what do you want to use this homeschooling journey for in our family? What do you want me to teach my children the most in the end? What are our goals? What is the mission of our family? Really take time to discover that. Listen to God. Just be quiet and still and listen. Turn off all the outside distractions and let this become really personal between you and God. Because guess what? He is the one that is planning your homeschool. All along, we think we're planning it. No way. He is the one who has planned our homeschool. He is the ultimate scheduler. He is the one who is in charge. We may, as I saw a quote just this morning, it was awesome. We may write our plans in pencil, but let God hold the pen. I love that. Um, and it's so true because... You know, it says in Proverbs that we will uh, make plans, but the Lord is the one who directs our steps. So before you even get to that schedule, make sure you know what you are, um, what your purpose is and what God has called you to do. Then you can sit down and say, now, how is this going to look in a, on a weekly basis? What are the days that we're going to be home? You know, our big school days. 
Are we going to have any days that we're going to be out? And if you're not involved in a co-op or outside activities, you might want to choose one day a week where it's like your errand day or your doctor appointment day, or that's the day that you sort of leave really a loose schedule so that if things come up, you always make appointments on Tuesdays or you always, you know, make those days the days that you do your grocery shopping and your other errand running. So really look at your calendar and see what works for your family. Then on the days that you're home, choose the hours that you're going to plan on doing your formal schoolwork. And within those hours, how is that going to look? Are you going to work with certain children at a certain time? And um, what subjects are you going to do together? And there's your framework. And then um, once you have that framework, you can implement it knowing that it's okay to get off schedule at certain times. Life is not always going to be perfect and orderly. And we need to teach that to our kids. What happens when life hands us something that was completely unexpected? How does mommy and daddy deal with that so that they can know when they're older and they have a family how they're going to deal with that? We try to stick to our schedule as best as we can, but we understand that life gets in the way. And oftentimes there are a lot of teachable moments in those unexpected emergencies. Um, I have so many examples from over the years, from my husband losing his job to um, family members getting sick, having family emergencies during the school year. Last year, like I said, we were supposed to be moving. So that took up a lot of our time and um, all of those lessons, though, are really preparing my children for life. And instead of looking at it and saying, well, there goes our schedule. We didn't stick to our school schedule this week. I look at it and I say, wow, God's teaching my children so much through these life learning um, experiences. They learned more about mortgages and attorneys and showing houses last year than I care to admit when we were thinking we were moving. Um, I never knew all the things that go into buying a house until I bought a house, yet my children are completely prepared because they were with us every step of the way. Um, and it's funny because we're in the process now of moving again. And they'll say to me, oh, are we out of attorney review yet? And are we under contract? And how about the mortgage? It's just funny that they know all these things. So they're really being prepared for one day when they will be doing these things on their own. There's been other times where we've dealt with, like I said, job loss. So they have seen how mommy and daddy handle a job loss and a, you know, a family tragedy or an event like that. And there's just been so many different things over the years that are, rather than looking at them as interruptions to our schedule, we see them as life lessons, whether they're good interruptions or bad interruptions or trials or whatever they are. So remember, there is no perfect schedule, that God is ultimately the one who is in control of your homeschool. If you wake up every morning and you commit your day to him and you ask him, Lord, what do you want me to teach my children today? And what do you want to teach me today? And I am going to surrender my planner to you today and I'm going to see what you have in mind. And then as the day progresses, you constantly see every little interruption or every little trial or even the good interruptions as wow god okay so this is what you had in store for us today what will we learn through this 
you're going to look at your homeschool in a whole new light. You're not going to see it as just this thing we do that we fit into our schedule, we make this perfect plan, and in the end result, we send our kids off to college and boom, we've done our job. You're going to look at it as the journey that it is, that we have, as a family, we've done life together every single day, whatever came our way. We did life together, we learned together, we grew together, and we got closer to God all those years on our homeschooling journey. The homeschooling journey is not just about teaching our kids academics and sending them off to school or to college one day. It is about so much more than that. So look at your schedule and just see it as a minor part of your homeschool. And it is not going to be perfect, but it is going to be God's plan. He holds the pen, and I just love that. So keep that in mind when you're planning your schedule. Keep in mind the homeschool journey is about so much more than just academics. Thank you for listening today to this podcast. If you would like to know more about simplifying all aspects of our life and getting rid of distractions so we can keep our eyes focused on God, please visit me at simplylivingforhim.com. And I also have another website, biblebasedhomeschooling.com, where you can visit me and find all sorts of resources for homeschooling with a Christian focus, um, with the Bible as the core of our homeschool. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to talk more about schedules, I love to hear from my readers and my listeners. Email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. And thank you again for listening. Until next time, I hope you are simply living for him.